from the very start, we need to set ourselves up for success. And this is why marriage is the best thing, not only for women, children, but also for men. Sick of sacrificing or settling in your romantic life? Welcome to Make Him Wonder with Coach Paula Grooms, where women struggling in real relationships ask the expert. Unscripted, unfiltered, understandable coaching conversations to help passionate women succeed in love. Hi there, and welcome to Make Him Wonder. I'm your host, Coach Paula, dating and relationship coach, licensed social worker, and author of the book, Why Won't He Commit? How a Man Decides to Make You the One. If you're listening for the first time, I usually have a coaching session, a real life love and relationship coaching conversation with someone who is in need of some help related to her relationship. Fascinating all the ins and outs and particulars of relationships that lead us to our fairy tale, meaning the man that we want and our eventual wedding, which is the, the pinnacle and the start of a life together. Ergo, I'm very excited to have today a special guest, Cookie Randall, who has been a destination wedding, honeymoon, and all-around destination vacation planner for 20 years. Cookie lives by the adage of love is only made deeper by being at a beautiful destination. And the love of her work makes planning a destination wedding, honeymoon, or vacation easy and stress-free. And I have to say that is true because... I was lucky enough to plan my destination wedding through you, Cookie, so I'm so happy to have you today. Welcome. Oh, thank you for inviting me. Ah, absolutely. And it's, it really is exciting to me because I didn't know how much I didn't know about destination weddings until we talked, and I just clicked with you, and you've really made things, I mean, it's the beginning stages in a way, I guess maybe you'd say I'm kind of middle way through, but I want to talk from A to B to C all the way to Z with you today because I think it's it's a really fun thing to be talking about and I love what it is that you do and I love the love that you show of what you do. Thank you, Paula. I, I truly do love destination weddings. I think they are the, one of the most important things that you can do it takes all the stress away from the wedding that not that's, that happens with local weddings. That's what I found, that, that once we decided to go this way, because we were thinking of doing something, you know, locally and, and the family and the friends and all of that, uh, and mine is a, a little bit of a different um, type for you because I'm not having a lot of uh, folks come along, but you do everything from very small, intimate destination weddings all the way to a lot of folks traveling, correct? That is correct. Anywhere from just the couple doing an elopement to 
where people have invited anywhere from 100 to 300 people to travel with them. Wow. Well, well, yeah, that's, I want to really get into that. So, so tell me like, first of all, how big is this now? Are people, you know, really getting into the destination weddings? Have you seen a difference over your 20 years? Uh, it has grown exponentially. Um, when I first really started pursuing this back in 2006, it was very small. There were very few places that had wedding packages, that had wedding departments, to where now there almost every resort that we go to has a wedding department. They have wedding coordinators that work on site with people. Um, it's gotten to be a very, very big business. Um, and the reason for that is because of the cost savings. Um, say out of the New York area, a wedding for 100 people with a reception and all of that, you're going to be wedding and the reception four hours later, you've now spent close to sixty or $70,000. Mm-hmm. We can now do a destination wedding for those same 100 people and it's going to be over a period of three or four days, and you're going to spend maybe 20000 Really? That's fascinating to me because, see, I would have thought that it's the other way around because with the travel and being in a beautiful location and all, why is it that it's like less than half the price? What kind of destination are we talking about when you say it could be 20000 for the same amount of people? We could talk about being in Mexico, Jamaica, Dominican Republic, you could be in the Caribbean uh, to do that. Mm-hmm. And so why is it that it's so much less? Because, I, again, I would have thought it was the other way around, and this is why I love doing this, because it's for anyone who is thinking about a wedding in the future. It's really cool to know that there is this kind of cost savings, and it's almost like you get the honeymoon attached to it. That's correct. You get the wedding, the honeymoon, and, you know, you can do your wedding at one resort and go to a different resort for your honeymoon in the same location and, you know, get two different experiences. Nice. It's less expensive is that we have most of the resorts are all-inclusive resorts. So when you're paying for your wedding reception, and there's a charge, you know, they base it on the on the banquet kit. But the banquet kit is like $38 a person. Basically what you're paying for is the extra help that they have to bring in to service your event, to, to pour the liquor, to clean up, to set it up, that kind of thing. Whereas, you know, in New York, a sit-down dinner with, say, surf and turf, and four hours of open bar is going to cost you $150, $200 a person. Of course. I and see. Okay. So so kind of what you're saying is that in the all-inclusive resorts, they have the food, they have the liquor, it's kind of included in in everything, and so it's not that much more for the resort to just bring in some extra help in order to do the event because everything is already at their disposal. That's correct. I mean, you're still going to pay for flowers. You're still going to pay for a florist, a DJ, because those are things that, you know, they have to contract outside of their resort. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and those are probably some of the bigger expenses that you have. But mm-hmm. the actual reception itself is way less. Where do you do a lot of it, your work? It is all over. Uh, I do a lot of weddings in Mexico because you get a better value for your dollar there. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's more flights available from all over the United States to the Mexican de- destinations um, than there are to, say, the Dominican Republic. Uh, Dominican airfares tend to be very high. So it makes the cost for you and your guests to go there more expensive, even though the resort may be less, the airfare is going to counteract it. I personally would rather pay more for the resort and less for the airfare. Mm, That makes sense. Okay. And so how about different types of weddings? Like, for example, you were giving me some categories when we were talking about doing this podcast, like uh, legal, symbolic, South Asian, Catholic, Jewish, Tell us about that. Okay. The, uh, the difference between legal and symbolic weddings. Uh, a symbolic wedding, you do all of your legal paperwork at home. You go to the destination. They provide a non-denominational minister to do your wedding ceremony where you can do your own vows, that kind of thing. Uh, if you do the legal wedding, there is... There are residency requirements that have to be met with each location. Uh, If you get married in Mexico, there's blood work that has to be done. Your marriage certificate actually has to be sent to be translated from Spanish to English and authenticated and then sent back to you. So that's kind of the differences between the legal and symbolic. You know, and, you know, residency requirements run a minimum of 48 hours that you have to be in the country, you know, and then you're doing all of your paperwork via uh, email and, you know, FedExing documents to the resort so that they can go and get the legal paperwork done locally for you that way. Uh, Or you have to be there four or five days prior to the wedding to get the legal paperwork started. Uh, for that. And there's also witnesses that have to go with you for that length of time. This is really important to to talk about them because that is something that I think, again, if you're thinking about a destination wedding, you don't even think about that prior to it. It adds time. It adds effort. It adds some extra money onto it because if you have to be there for four or five days or if, do you help with these uh, proceedings? Like, not proceeding, so to speak, but do you help with the legal paperwork or anything? You talk a woman through I, it. How does that go? I, I can point them in the right direction for it. Most of the resorts will help them handle any legal paperwork that has to be done uh, because they are there locally. Uh, they can talk to the local uh, magistrates to get all of your paperwork set up and done for you. I just have to know and be able to tell you what is required. Mm. Um, you know, I can also, you know, like with the Dominican Republic, you have to have all your documents translated into Spanish, and I can put you in the direction of the company that can do that for you to make sure you get everything done. Fantastic. Uh, yeah, the other types of weddings that you were talking about have more to do with religion or family traditions. 
South Asian weddings encompasses everything from Hindu to Sikh weddings, uh, anything that's in that realm or Indian, what they call Indian weddings. Uh, and those tend to be very large and elaborate, uh, lasting for you know anywhere from three to four days. Your Catholic ceremonies are very different and have a lot of requirements for them. Uh, you can get Jewish weddings done, you know, with the rabbi there. And, um, you know, we've done combination of non-denominational and, and Jewish together to encompass all the traditions from both the bride and the groom. Want more information on anything you've heard discussed here today? Why won't he commit? How a Man Decides to Make You the One is available at all major book retailers, or grab an autographed copy of Coach Paula's groundbreaking bestseller at whywon'thecommit.com. So how far in advance do you suggest planning a destination wedding? Uh, what I've found is that 18 months gives you the best of both worlds. It gives you and your guests time to plan for the, plan for the travel, uh, time to spread out the expenses, you know, and you get better pricing that way. I've had some couples that have, you know, they're looking 24 to 28 months out. It's really hard to get your family and friends to commit to doing a travel two years from now. You know, six months is really pushing it. You need to be very, very cognizant of what you're asking your family and friends to do in six months to come up with airfare and the cost of their travel when they have already probably used up most of their vacation time. Mm. So, you know, it makes it harder for guests to, to go. At least, you know, 12 to 18 months out, people can plan their vacations around that and their time off from work. Got it. So that's a really good point because I think, and tell me about this, that of a bride coming to you, or maybe it's a groom, who does most of the destination wedding planning? Most of the time I work with the brides. Uh, I have done weddings where the groom has done all of the planning, and I've never even talked to the bride. Wow. He's planned everything. He's sent out the save the date emails. He's sent out the formal invitations. Now, on the backside, I'm not seeing what's happening at their home. You know, so the bride may be more involved in it at home and just telling him what she wants, but he's the one that's communicating with the wedding planner at the resort and with me and cool. with the guests. Wow, that's wonderful. I like that you remind a bride or groom or whoever is planning the wedding that they have to be thinking about their family's needs. Have you seen issues with families and and that type of thing? What's been your experience? Oh, I, I've seen the gamut of just about everything where uh, I had one wedding where uh, the couple was very adamant that they really wanted a destination wedding. The father of the groom was on dialysis. He told the bride and groom, on a conference call with me, he says, I want you to have the wedding of your dreams. Plan it. I will plan on being there. And if something happens and I can't 
come, I want you to continue with the wedding. We planned it, and three weeks before the wedding, he had to cancel. But they went ahead, and they had their dream wedding because father said, I want you to have the wedding of your dreams. He was more than willing to give them that permission. I've also seen where couples are being told, if you're not having your wedding in our state, we're not coming. And couples have given up their dream to satisfy family. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, th- I think it's a very fine balance, and, you ha- and each couple has to determine what works for them. Uh, it's not something that I can determine for them. Right. You know, it, it's a counseling thing, but it, ultimately it is their wedding, and right. especially if they're paying for it. What is the best resort type to host a destination wedding? The best resort type is an all-inclusive resort. This is prominent for your guests because they know that if the cost is XYZ, that's their total cost. They don't have to plan on taking uh, additional money for tipping, for buying uh, lunch or breakfast or, you know, well, how many times am I going to order a drink at the pool? They don't have to plan on that because it's all included. Um, It makes it better that way. Resorts that are all-inclusive, they also have promotions that actually pay the bride and groom after the wedding for the number of rooms that are booked for their wedding. So uh, that's another reason destination weddings work so well. Really? That's amazing they actually pay the bride and groom how does that work they figure that the bride and groom is bringing a certain number of people with them for their wedding these people are staying at the resort the resort is making money on the number of people that come to your wedding and they compensate the bride and groom for the number of rooms that are sold for their for their wedding and it's what they call comp credits. It's refunded back after the wedding is already traveled. Um, I've seen comp credits running anywhere from $1,500, and I think the largest comp credit I've seen was $8,000 that came back to a bride and groom. Mm, That's fantastic. So um, I like this idea of the destination wedding for people who really want to get away from it all and don't have to think about opening their pocket or pocketbook uh, for anything extra because it is included. How much prior to the wedding can you, with the resort, work out any extras? Most of the resorts we can start planning the wedding uh, from the day that they contract for the wedding date up until about 35 to 40 days prior to the wedding when the bride and groom have to make all their final decisions as to what is going to happen and they pay for the wedding and the DJ and all of, all of the things that are included in that. So if you've done this at 18 months out, you basically have 16 months to plan your wedding, to make all of the decisions, to look at pictures, to come up with color schemes and flowers and, you know, what cake flavors you want. Everything that you want for your wedding, you've got that much time to play with. 
So as you shorten the time that you start planning, so if you plan it six months out, you've got four months to plan your wedding. Right. So what about really exotic locations? Like you were mentioning some people, safari, and others like special uh, bungalows on the water, the Cook Islands, Fiji, Tahiti. Tell us about those. Tahiti, Fiji, both make beautiful wedding destinations, but tend to be locations where you're going to get just the bride and groom going because they are expensive. Uh, they make fabulous honeymoon destinations. Um, mm. Or, you know, to go on an African safari, to do Tahiti or the Cook Islands or Fiji, uh, get you in this beautiful tropical location. Tahiti has been famous for their over-the-water bungalows for years. And now we have over-the-water bungalows in Jamaica, St. Lucia, and in Mexico. So you don't have to spend $1,000 on airfare to get to Tahiti to do this. You can take one of these closer locations and do the same experience. Wonderful. What have you seen come out of... Uh, destination weddings that's that's interesting when people come back do you get to speak with them and follow up do you ever hear about interesting happenings or anything special going on you know it depends on on the bride and the groom some of them you know I hear a lot I hear communication with them I plan anniversary trips for them uh, year after year one of the biggest things, and this is not just with bride and grooms, but with guests at weddings, when we send them off to these beautiful, warm weather, romantic locations, many times I hear, "Well, yeah, we're pregnant, mm-hmm. <laughs> and we can't go. We you know, and you know, we need to plan a family vacation now." <laughs> you know, yeah. You know, I mean, you know, it's. It's just one of those things, it happens because it takes all the stress off of all of the couples. There's no stress from work. They're, you know, they're very relaxed, and it's, it just happens. Mm. You know, that happens a lot. So what you I know, hear you it, saying, if your sister is having trouble getting pregnant with her husband and she's going to be your maid of honor, that may be helping her to get pregnant if you go to a destination wedding. <laughs> It could. I can't guarantee it. I can't guarantee. But it it could help. Yeah, you know, that's as wonderful. As, you know, as long as the, the physicality is there. You know, I mean, there could be a lot of reasons why she could have problems getting pregnant. But, you know, if it's the normal kind of stress-related things, those kind of things go away. Yes. And I think it's it really does make a wedding extra special when it's related to these beautiful destinations. Years ago, I I sang at my friend's wedding uh, that was in Cabo San Lucas. And the little chapel on the hill at this, uh, I think it was the Pamilla. Do you know the Pamilla? I'm familiar with it, yes. Mm -hmm. Now, but I don't think it was an all-inclusive. No, Pamilla is not. It was very, I believe it was a very expensive wedding because of that. (laughs) I can guarantee it was a very expensive wedding. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So, you know, that's also if you have a special location. So say, you know, you really 
have great memories at a place like you went to the Pamiya as, you know, for your a weekend away and that's where you got engaged or something. Are there uh, places close by to, because I think that's in a certain area of Mexico, where there are all-inclusives that you might do your destination wedding and then go for a few days back to the Pamiya for your honeymoon? Uh, you could certainly do that. In the Cabo area, there's uh, some very lovely, lovely all-inclusive resorts, both adults only and family resorts. And, you know, and that's another choice that couples have to make. Do they want a family resort where they're going to have multiple people bringing small children to their wedding, or do they want an adults-only function? How does that uh, work? Well, if, if you're in an adults-only resort, all the guests have to be 18 or over. If you have a family resort, you've got, you run the gamut from, you know, all kinds of families. I have some resorts that have an adults-only side of their resort and a family side of their resort. Now, the wedding will take place on the family side of the resort, but you can have guests that stay on the adults-only side for that particular kind of experience because they are very different experiences. That's for sure. What a great thing, and this is why I think it's so valuable to be working with someone like you that that would even be thinking about that. Be, have you ever had where someone is going along and they are making their uh, destination wedding thinking it's you know going to be only adults, and then, oops, you know, my brother wants to bring his three kids, and now what do we do? Well, you know, we try and, you know, encourage them to, you know, do an adults-only vacation. We can find a resort that is close to the other resort so that they can take the children and do the uh, adults-only thing. Uh, I had one groom that was planning his wedding. He described to me on my initial phone call exactly what he wanted. I mean, he described this resort to a T where, you know, I didn't have to send him multiple resort links and pictures. I sent him one resort. I said, this is the resort you described to me. It wasn't adults only. It was absolutely gorgeous. We got two months into the planning, and he says, do you think this resort would make any exception for us to bring our 13-month-old? Oh, my goodness. You forgot you had a baby. You know, it, it was just, um, it was kind of crazy. Uh, he had an aunt that came from another state that came and stayed with the baby at home. And they had their adults-only wedding of their dreams at the location that they hit. But I thought, I just, I had to chuckle at that one. Yeah. I think, ladies, that sounds like, you know, it's it's the difference between men and women. I think uh, if that were the the bride the 13-month-old would have been on her mind from the beginning. <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> oh, that's and very I think you know, when they first started planning the wedding, I, you know, in fact, I think she was probably pregnant, and you, know, you don't think about it when you're pregnant. You just think your life is going to continue on as it is now, and then all of a sudden the baby is here and your life gets turned upside down. 
also you're talking about vow renewals and that that's become big and and I know when we spoke you also told me about some lovely lovely things that men do with the vow renewals and that sometimes 30 years in and some really nice yeah, stories I, you've had yes I had a had a husband who planned a vow renewal two years out from their 25th wedding anniversary. You know, he planned the whole thing. He invited family and friends to travel with them. As we got closer to it, he upgraded the room category to a butler room category. It was oceanfront. He ordered champagne to be delivered to their room. He says, I want my wife to have the most exquisite experience. He says, I'm so in love with her still mm. that I want her to know this um, beyond a doubt. Oh. You know, and, you know, and granted, they did not have, they had like 12 or 14 people that went with them. So it was not huge. But watching couples when they do a vow renewal, uh, when I, until I'd seen it actually happen, I kind of went, oh, okay. But then I was able to experience it to see uh, uh, an event where we had six couples that did a vow renewal, and it was anywhere from one year to 30 years that these couples were married. And when those the women walked down the aisle, they absolutely glowed just like they were a brand new bride. Mm-hmm. The grooms standing at the front of the aisle, they were just beaming. They were, mm-hmm. it, 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 it just, it gave me chills to, to watch because it was so, so poignant to see them to be that excited to do the vow renewal. Mm-hmm. That's lovely, really lovely. And I'm really touched by the love of your work comes through. And that's why I think that working with you can make the experience just so much better for anyone who's thinking about a vow renewal, a honeymoon, even a romantic vacation certainly a destination wedding and I'm looking forward to talking about that as I go more through the process and I'm excited because I am going to be speaking to my special planner at the resort I get an hour to speak with her coming up here soon it's very exciting yes and that particular planner if you need more time with her she will schedule more time with you wow that's she will schedule as much time as you need to do everything that you need to do. You know, and for a small wedding with just the two of you, you can probably get everything done in an hour. Now, a bride that's got multiple guests may take longer than an hour or multiple hours to get everything decided. Right. Right. Absolutely. They will, they will work with each bride individually for your needs. To help Wonderful. make everything as stress-free as possible. Well, you know, I know you say you live uh, by the, the motto in your work of love is only made deeper by being at a beautiful destination. And I say that it's made even a little bit easier with a cookie. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Paula. Absolutely. And so 
if you are in the process and thinking about a destination wedding, honeymoon, and or a vow renewal, you want to go to travelbycookie at gmail.com. That's travelbycookie at gmail.com. And as a special gift, you can use code WONDER for $50 off any vacation or honeymoon or $100 off for a destination wedding. And I'm happy to promote this for you, uh, Cookie, because in working with you through this time and my own experience has been really wonderful and I, and I love to do that and promote love. I love hearing about those vow renewals. I hope cu- more couples get to do that. It's just such a beautiful thing. I agree with you 100%, Paula. And thank you very much for, for being such a good supporter. And, Absolutely. And so, so, so positive about what we're doing. Absolutely. So um, I thank you again for being our guest. Any questions for anybody, can they write to you at travelbycookie at gmail.com and ask you? They any? certainly can email me anytime, ask questions. Uh, I'll be happy to reply via email or set up a call that is at a convenient time for them so that we can discuss things that way because sometimes emails can get a little stilted and I think it's important to have that initial phone call to where we get to connect and get a feeling for each other. Mm-hmm. It really is a personalized service when it com- because it's a it's a very very special thing and I remember when we were talking about um, like going on safari for a wedding um, and you were telling me that oh yes you know you can you can still have your makeup and do your hair and all of that even on safari and it was like wow I you know that's something I wouldn't know. Uh, that's definitely true. You can, you, you know, even though you're out in the middle of the wild, um, you know, if you're in a safari camp that, you know, you've got a tented camp, those tents are tents because it's canvas only, but they've got wooden floors, electricity, hot and cold running water. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, thanks again. It's been a pleasure. It is a pleasure to work with you, and I look forward to hearing more stories from our listeners, you know, to actually, you know, make these special events. I really do. So thanks again, Cookie. And for anyone who is involved with a man and ready to think about a wedding, go to travelbycookie at gmail.com and Cookie can help you. She certainly helped me. And from the first time speaking with her, I just felt such a relief knowing that I was in good hands and getting the right information for my special day. That's what I really connected with with Cookie is that I did not feel at all like I was being sold anything. I felt like I was working with someone who was truly interested and invested and cared about giving me a great experience. And that's what is, is so important today in getting anything like this because unless you know 
someone personally, you're really putting your trust in them from that very first moment of going into planning a destination wedding. And this podcast and certainly my work, my book, uh, the work that I do with women is all about really heading to the committed relationships that we desire and deserve because we as women are love in the world. And men who are real men, (laughs) they really get that. I was touched by the story she told about the gentleman who was married and it was going to be, I think, either their 25th anniversary or um, 30th anniversary, but that he started planning it two years in advance and told Cookie that he was in love with her today as much as he was when he met her. That, what an incredible guy. And that's the kind of love that we want for a lifetime. You know that I work under the principle that I was privileged to find from Bob Grant, licensed counselor, that men only bond in one way, and that is via making a formal commitment. And this is why marriage is the best thing not only for women, children, but also for men. Because through making a formal commitment, a man bonds. Otherwise, he does not in the same way. In order to understand this, you know, I came up with my puppy principle that allows women to connect to how a man feels and what he needs to feel and how he needs to make a decision to formalize a commitment. And through that formalization, he bonds. And this is why marriage is so important. We as women need to know from the moment a man sees us, meets us, whether that's on social media via a photo, or meeting us in person, that from the very start, we need to set ourselves up for success. And we don't really think about that when we meet a man. We don't know him yet. We're not interested in him yet, all of that. So we don't think along those lines. But if women were more cognizant of that from the outset, they would set themselves up for the best success. So it's interesting because many women will say to me, well, I, you know, I'm just dating someone or I've just met someone so I don't need to work with a coach. It's so disconcerting to me because that is the most crucial time to set yourself up for success. And especially if you're doing online dating, I have a very specific approach that sets you up for success, contrary to what a lot of people say, it's a numbers game. Mm, I don't want any woman to be wasting her time gambling on 
numbers, it's getting the right men and setting herself up for success with only the right men where she is not wasting her time, attention, affection. And that can be done. It's so interesting how this works, how this approach with online dating can set you up for success. Most importantly, it's for women to hear this and to understand that it is in the beginning where if you set yourself up for success by having the right attitude, approach, all of it, you can save yourself from heartache down the road. Are you online dating or thinking about it? Go to theonelovedatingtest.com and see where you fall on the scale of being expert, adept, or inept at capturing the interest of men who are ready, willing, and able to commit. It's fast, free, and you'll get immediate results. Remember, ladies, a male brain is linear. It is what you hear me talking about all the time, the madonna whore dichotomy in the male brain, whereby from the moment a man meets us, we have to be presenting ourselves in a way for possible success. Any man you might be meeting today could be your future husband. And if you are dating someone already, let's get that on the right road and the right path and set your GPS, the groom positioning system. <laughs> yes, because if not, it's such a tougher road. It's a very difficult journey. And I want for every woman to have the love that she desires and deserves. And the best way to set yourself up for success is from that very first step, being on the right path and following the right GPS voice. So, if you are just starting to date someone, please connect with me. Get my book. Start there. And if you're listening, you already know that to help keep yourself on the right road, you need to make him wonder. Thank you for listening to Make Him Wonder. If you've benefited from today's conversation, please subscribe and share. Connect with Coach Paula at makehimwonder.com. There you can take several relationship evaluations, discover her books and other resources, and find out if one of her personalized coaching programs might be right for you.